Oh my god, hi. This is Devin from Disney Adult, a podcast brought to you by the Trident Network. On Disney Adult, we bring together Chicago comedians to watch and discuss Disney movies from the perspective of adults. In these movies, there are things we love, things we hate, things that maybe haven't aged so well, and things that are timeless. Uh, the Trident Network's wonderful podcasts, including Disney Adult, can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Hey D-Commentaries fam, Val here. Just wanted to let you all know that Allie might sound a little bit different on today's episode. We had some technical difficulties with her audio and had to use our backup, but it's still Allie and it's still a great episode, so enjoy. You wouldn't happen to have any turkey bacon, would you? Bacon comes from pigs, son. Not turkey. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentaries. Thank you, and welcome to you, and welcome to all of our listeners. Today, we are talking about horse sense. Nay! (laughs) Nay! First of all, before we jump in, we have a special (gasps) shout-out. So, if you become a Patreon patron you get to request a shout out from your (gasps) favorite show or team at the network. Ah! And we had a special request from Kristen Hallen. Kristen Hallen! We love Kristen Hallen! Thank you for being our friend and Patreon Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) What is it called, Val? Patreon patron. Patron. Thanks for being our patron. Kristen, (laughs) we love you. Thank you, Kristen. It's because of people like Kristen that the Trident Network exists and can keep providing a platform for all of us to make these silly things that we make. Silly, silly ladies. (laughs) And you get stickers. (gasps) You uh, become a part of our family, I think, too. Right, Val? Yes, we legally adopt you. Mm -hmm. Kristen Hallen Agnew Ring. Yep. And that could be you, too. (laughs) Sibling of Peach Bellini (laughs) Ring. I love Peach Bellini (laughs) Ring. If you you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go find our TikTok, (laughs) D-Commentaries. And also, speaking of our TikTok, I have to give Allie some uh, credit (gasps) here because Allie, first of all, we actually watched Horse Sense together. We hung out in real life. Yeah, it was the first decom that of the, the entire time that we've been doing this that we watched together in the same room. Mm-hmm. And prior to watching that movie, we put together a TikTok dance mm-hmm. based on the smart house dance that the boys do before the party starts. Slam dunk the funk. Slam dunk the funk. We worked hard. We did. And also then, I forgot to mention, Allie worked then harder to edit it together because we filmed it from like eight different <laughs> every angles. every angle not as hard as you worked Val though because you were so proud of yourself every time you did the dance <laughs> thank you I'm not a very good 
like I'm not good at following choreography. Like I have like rhythm, yeah. but I'm just not good at like remembering moves. And uh, I was so, so proud when I finally got it. <laughs> yeah. But Allie, you went on your knees and screamed. I literally did like a, I scored a goal at the Olympics thing. <laughs> but Allie edited this beautiful video together, this beautiful TikTok. We put it on TikTok and it's gotten like 30 views. 32, <laughs> the, 32 views. It's the lowest viewed video that we have on our TikTok, which is. It's one of the lowest viewed videos I've ever posted because I operate three different TikToks. <laughs> Ellie's like a TikTok genius. This is like the weirdest anomaly, tragic failure that we've. Everyone that wanted us to fail, but you know what? We will arise from the ashes, <laughs> like a like phoenix. a horse, <laughs> like the like a horse, like the horse, <gasps> like a horse from wink, mud. Wink, 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 wink. So anyway, moral of the story is go to our TikTok and watch that video because I don't get what's going on. Yeah, we did also post it on our Instagram. If you're not on TikTok, we did, we did. Which definitely got more views on Instagram. She yeah. was kind of Weird. the opposite of what's been happening, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the internet, which is why I built a whole network on it. Cool. I okay. love that for you, Val. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> Today, we're talking about horse sense, uh, which came out on November 20th, 1999. So we're still in the monthly phase, monthly releases. Uh, Horse Sense was directed by Greg Beeman, who's our fave. <gasps> he also directed Under Wraps and Brink. Yay, we love Greg Beeman. We love Greg Beeman. And he also kept up his trend of casting the Even Stevens dad in yep. his movies. So... Go and that's why we love Greg Beeman. That's the exclusively why we love Greg. Beeman. Mm -hmm. It was written by Chad Hayes and Carrie Hayes, who I think are married and they didn't do any other decoms. They're most known for like horror movies like they did. They wrote The Conjuring. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this movie could not be farther from a horror movie. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this would be one of those funny trailers where it's like this reimagined as like a horror movie. And that would be really funny. <laughs> Let's write it. We'll write it. As okay. A movie. That'll be our next TikTok. <laughs> um, Horse Sense starred Joey Lawrence ah! as Michael. Andy Lawrence as Tommy. Ah! Susan Walters as Jules. Uh, that's Tommy's mom. And then MC Ganey as Twister. Lost. Yep, from Lost. Uh, Leanne Hunley as JC, who is, I think, Michael's mom. Robin Thomas as Glenn Woods, who who's his, plays his dad. You would recognize him as? Calabar. Calabar. <laughs> With a K. K. <laughs> <laughs> That will come back in two years. Stay tuned, yes. folks. We have Jolie Jenkins as Gina, Steve Revis as Mule, and Frida Foshen as Arlene. Arlene is the lovely housekeeper who actually is the nicest person ever. Uh, here's the synopsis. A heartwarming drama about two cousins who have personal differences but pull together to save the family home. When a spoilt youngster is sent to stay at his cousin's Montana ranch, the two boys initially fight but unite 
when they learn the ranch is in danger of being lost. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like the, he's not a youngster. He's 20 years old. Yeah. So the two sentences of this synopsis are two different synopsises of the same movie. Yeah. And the first one is closer to accurate, although it's not Michael's family home, but it is a family home. Right. The second one makes absolutely no sense. It sounds like they're twins. Uh, yeah. Who, or like they're, they're the same age and they're both children when Michael is 20. Right. So uh, I don't know. Weird. My favorite part about watching it on Disney <laughs> Plus was it said that it was a drama and a coming of age movie. And I just thought that that was really funny for a decom <laughs> that it was categorized funny. as a drama and coming of age. <laughs> I mean, it is a drama, but I don't know about coming of age. They're, one of them's not old enough to come of age and the other one has already right. come of age. <laughs> right. We haven't even had a bar mitzvah yet. Yeah, in fact, this is, I think, the first decom where no one is a teenager. Yeah, because he's 12? He's 11. He's 11? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So not even close. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of 13s, and now we've got our 11. Mm-hmm. We were creeping up into 14, and now we're back yeah. down to 11. Right. <laughs> the reset. Right. All right, um, Al. Yeah. What were your first impressions of the film? First impressions of the film? I thought it was a drama and a coming of age film. <laughs> I couldn't even get through that. Um, I thought it was good. I, um, I'm i going to give it a, I'll give, I'm struggling between a six and a half and a seven. So I'm going to settle for a 6.75 because I can't really decide. I thought it was good. It was better than average. Um, It just wasn't like my favorite decom, which is why I'm rating a little bit lower. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good cast. I, some of the drama was a little like, but a lot of it I think was warranted. And yeah, I think that's it. For first impressions, Val, what were your first impressions? This was one of the movies I watched during the uh, beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Uh, I've seen this one a bunch. I was a big Lawrence Brother fan. I used to watch, uh, what was the show they were all on? Was it called Brotherly Love? Yes, it was called Brotherly Love. Yes. I, I like this movie a lot. I watched it as a youth and I watched it recently. So it was cool to watch it again in close succession to sort of notice things and pay more attention to details than I did the last time I watched it. Um, yeah. And also it was fun sitting next to you because then I got to also see your reaction <laughs> as well. <laughs> right, when Calabar showed up. <laughs> right. Or when they mentioned Disneyland <laughs> and I went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of dramatic gasping going from the other side of the couch. <laughs> um, yes, I loved that. And... I, I think my favorite thing about this movie, I think two things. One, I, I think that Joey Lawrence is having the time of his life being a complete douche in this movie. He's great yeah. at it. He leans really hard into it. And it's it only works because he does that. Like he's yeah. not apologizing for how ridiculous he is, especially at the beginning. But even towards the end, he, he's just owning how unbelievably dumb he is the whole time. Right. Um, which is super fun. And then the other thing I like about this movie is I think it does 
a better job than most of the DCOMs when it comes to something really serious. Yeah. Like a parent having recently died and like being in really big financial trouble. Like there's a lot of big issues in this movie. And I think that they handle them pretty well. Yeah. I think that the woman who plays Tommy's mom is a good actress and handles a lot of the emotional weight of the movie. Yeah. But I, but I also think Andy Lawrence at 11 was, he was did like great. Pretty, yeah. He was like doing really well in this movie. So I think it's well acted. It's, it's a nice story um, with like a very clear message, but you don't feel like beaten over the head with it mm-hmm. because it feels plausible. Like it's a little bit, you know, taken to its extreme, but like the, the, everything that happens in the movie is absolutely something that could happen in real life. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall it's a good movie. Um, I just wasn't, you know, blown away by anything. Totally. I get it. Yeah. It's not a, but I think, yeah, but I think overall, like the writing was good. The directing was good, except for a few, a few continuity errors, (laughs) which we maybe pointed out. (laughs) Um, But I think overall, it was a fun watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Al, did you have any favorite quotes or moments that stood out to you? I did. I did. Um, Right close to the beginning, my schedule is a little packed. Well, unpack it. (laughs) And I took that to heart because I've been actively unpacking my schedule because my schedule pre-pandemic was very packed. And I'm trying to not do that mid pandemic. (laughs) So I thought it was funny, which I then found out later why this was funny to me, but he said, my friend mule went there and I don't know what, what place he was talking about, but I was like, ha ha mule. That's a funny name. And then we meet mule. (laughs) I was surprised. He's a great dude. All such a nice pal. (laughs) I have, um, Italian, huh? Does that mean that cows moo with an accent? Because of his Italian leather shoes. Yep, I had that one. And, um, oh no, about the horse. Because the horse was like dying. And he said, she's got one foot in the glue factory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, that was so bad. That was so bad. And then um, I think my last one was one of the squirrels renovating over there. (laughs) I don't I don't know the context of that. I think I just liked it. <laughs> it was uh, it was Michael or Joey asking about the treehouse. Oh, right, right, right. Asking yes, because it was an unfinished treehouse. Yes. Which was a very sweet moment. It was a sweet moment. It was a good yeah. scene. Val, did you have any favorite quotes? Yeah. Um, I, 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 the first thing I heard was 9% body fat is lean, not skinny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay um and then he gets a d in his class and he says you don't sp- suppose the d stands for delightful do you <laughs> i like that we never saw what grade she got because i was like show us what you got gina i know i'm gonna assume it was the same maybe worse because she was the same or maybe worse as a human than he was also this was just very like of this era Hold on, someone's beeping in. <laughs> Pagers. Yeah, for the youths, for Gen Z, that's, uh, we used to... For our four Gen Z followers. Yeah, for <laughs> Gen Z followers. We may have picked up some more on the TikToks. The ticks, the tocks. <laughs> um, that is when, you, basically, you had call waiting uh, on your phone. Oh, yeah. 
and it beeped. And so people would say someone's beeping in. Wow. Yeah. Still technically beeps. When yeah. I think it's like me, but then it like pops up who it is. Yes. Right. I wanted to say one more thing that after reading over my notes, I think the story as a whole, I'm not sold on. And I've been finding this more and more with other movies I'm watching is if I can predict what's going to happen, I'm not as sold when it does happen. So there were a few things that happened in this plot line that when I was taking notes, I was like, I think this is going to happen. And then it ended up happening. And I did that like three or four times with this movie. And so I think that's kind of why it doesn't hit as hard for me because it was a little predictable. That's fair. I think that that's sort of a feature of a lot of decoms because they're pretty. Probably we're going to find out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's how we can play bingo, right? Because they they hit a lot of the same, you know, tropes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I get that. But there's there's a sort of comfort to that, I think, which I think is why a lot of people like these movies. Yeah. Especially if they watched them when they were younger, like because they're sort of patterny, they're easy. Yeah, it's sort of like a, well, the, su- you know, the the surprise, like from Don't Look Under the Bed, where it ended up being her. Yeah, her Spoiler imaginary alert. friend. But then it was like a like when it was a woman, it, like that was yeah. so unexpected. Like I Twist. wouldn't have predicted, you know, no, like totally, little totally. things like that. Like we kind of had a like you get to a point where you like, oh, this is hers. But you weren't expecting it to be someone completely different. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have any like really big like, whoa, moments. Yeah. 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 Although, did you predict, we we can't really talk about the specifics, but did you predict mm-hmm. the exact way he figured it out at the end? No, not the exact way, but about halfway through, I, I said he would do it. Okay, cool. Cool. I, I don't know. I thought there were a few fun things throughout the movie. Um, like, you heard my shock when they mentioned Disneyland <laughs> and when they said Caliber, but I think we both were shocked when he turned on the TV and Brink was playing. Brink was on the TV. Greg Beeman. Which makes so much sense. Greg Beeman. (laughs) Greg Beeman did like a Russian doll of his movies. (laughs) What a great reference. If he'd also had, if if Brink had somehow been watching Under Wraps, that would have been really That would have fucked me up. Um, they mentioned Knights of the Round Table, which is like medieval times. Yep. We actually run into Matthew Lawrence at one point, which is very fun. A little cameo there. Yeah. And yeah, his shirts stay really white for working on a farm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I also like I wanted to just call out the relationship that he has with his housekeeper real quick. Uh, like, yeah, I think that. While she's great, like, I think she's a wonderful actor. And I think that, like, she kind of gives it back to him. And, like, she has a very important role in this movie. But he's very dismissive to her. In fact, at one point, he literally puts his hand in her face when she's trying to tell him something. And I literally almost jumped out of my chair because it made me (laughs) so mad. And so I just wanted to, like, point that out because that like acknowledged that we saw it because like it was gross. Right. And obviously he was like trying to be gross. Like that was the entire point of his character. But right. uh, it was. Well, people like that exist. 100%. And that's why I wrote down. Michael is the reason I don't want children. <laughs> I wrote that down because I don't want my children to end up like that. They only end up like that if you let them end up like that. That's true. Well, if I don't have them, I can't let them do anything. Okay. Fair. I think I'm good 
to go to Spoiler City. Cool. Yeah, I'm ready to take my top off and ride a horse right on to Spoiler City. And now it's time for a word from one of our sponsors. Don't want to talk about the weather or the pandemic? Us either. No Wrong Answers is a conversation card game where you can ask life's least pressing and most important questions. Why talk about vaccination rates when you can debate questions like which cereal mascot would be the best kisser? No Wrong Answers was created by comedians and self-proclaimed world's best small talkers. And it's great for everything from dinner parties to Zoom happy hours. And since all the prompts are rated PG-ish, it's even good for classrooms. We can't believe it either, but the holidays are coming up. And you know what makes a great gift? No wrong answers. Save yourself from all those awkward conversations and just throw these cards down instead. For every purchase, a portion of the proceeds go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. So not only will you have a great time, but you'll also feel good playing this game. Listeners of the Trident Network can use the code TRIDENT for 10% off their purchase. Just go to NoWrongAnswersGame.com and use TRIDENT at checkout for 10% off your purchase. No Wrong Answers. Fun talk, not small talk. All right. Well, Val, is your top off? Oh, my top is, I threw it back in the field like a mile ago. Okay, cool. Mine's stuck on the horse's tail. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Val, you you give me crip crap every week about taking terrible notes. Well, you know what I did, Val? I took really good notes this time, okay? Can't wait to cut this okay. into a TikTok. <laughs> nope. I I took really good notes. Okay. <clears throat> Lights up on a ranch in Montana. Tommy is the young cousin, and he lives on a ranch in Montana with just his mom. And something happened to dad. We don't really know at this point, but something has happened to dad. Dad's not so much around anymore. Then we cut to uh, Michael, who lives in Beverly Hills, and he's rich and has lots of money, and he's in college and is living this lavish lifestyle. Well, Tommy, our cousin who's on the ranch in Montana is coming to visit Beverly Hills for like a long weekend trip to spend time with his cousin who he very much admires. Um, He even hand welded him a little whistle that he mentioned at the family reunion. He was really excited to give it to him. And so Michael is supposed to pick up Tommy from the airport and he's distracted by his shitty gaslighting girlfriend, Gina, because he's like flirty with his new girlfriend. And um, you can tell like throughout that Tommy is getting sadder and sadder because Michael is like, says, yeah, we're going to do all these cool things. And then he ends up not doing all these cool things because he's going to spend time with his girlfriend, Gina. So as the weekend progresses, Michael is spending more and more time with Gina, less and less time with Tommy. And Tommy is just spending time alone, doing nothing. We see a montage of Tommy um, watching VHS tapes, playing basketball, playing tennis by himself in the pool, being a very sad, lonely boy. Save me from this prison is what Tommy sings in 1999 (laughs) in this uh, crazy, lavish, very fancy household um, that does have, um, her name is Eileen Val. Arlene. Arlene, um, who has Arlene, who is the housekeeper and she kind of keeps the house in order while the parents are out of town. Michael's 20 years old, also lives there. She keeps him in check. So she ends up having a relationship with Tommy because Michael's out of the house. She kind of gives him, gives Michael some shit and 
we get to a point where Michael says, okay, fine. I'll take him to Disneyland. And Tommy's like, are you sure you're going to take me to Disneyland? And then we're on our way. And then instead of taking him to Disneyland, he gets a phone call that Gina's famous dad is going to be at the racetrack. Um, and so he drops him off at like the discovery zone of play places and goes to see Gina's dad one more time. He gets in a car accident. Um, he's just a very reckless person. Tommy ends up having Arlene come to pick him up. And that's kind of like the end of the, the beginning of the story where you really feel bad for Tommy and you're like, um, Michael is just an asshole. Um, <laughs> then Tommy goes back to Montana and tells his mom and then his mom tells her sister, who is Michael's mom. Then we get the, the downfall of Michael is what's happening. So his parents sit him down and say, hey, you know, what the heck happened? And he's like, oh, well, you know, to Val's point, he's super charming. He kind of starts to get out of it. And then the police come knocking because he got in this hit and run. And he was actually the reason for the car accident. And so then they punish him to a month in Montana. So he's like, okay, I've got this month in Montana. And he's, you know, on his way to go spend a month there. He doesn't want to, he's very, you know, he's got his Italian leather shoes that moo. Um, he's, you know, got, very fancy things, probably not going to fit into Greater Montana. So then we cut to Montana and mom at, stops at the bank after picking him up from the airport. She walks out of there and just shakes her head. So we have to assume something bad is happening. Um, we get back to the ranch, kind of put that on the back burner. And we meet Mule and the Lost Man. Um, his name is Twister, um, but we're calling him Lost Man because he was in Lost. He was one of the um, the others. What did they call him, Val? On Lost? Did you watch Lost? Yeah, the others, right? The others. Okay, yeah. I just yeah. watched it all in two and a half months, and I forgot everything. So, <laughs> um, so this this man, if you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, oh yeah, that guy was in Lost. Um, so then they work on the cattle ranch. They help around the house. They you know help mom and help Tommy. And one of the funny parts is it's still bright outside and Tommy's like, you're going to go to bed. And he's like, dude, it's like seven o'clock. And he's like, okay. So Tommy goes to bed and Michael stays up late watching a VHS or watching TV. Doesn't go to bed until 3 AM. And then the 4:30 alarm goes off and uh, Tommy wakes him up. So um, they put him immediately to work on the manure and he has to, you know, shovel all the manure into a wheelbarrow. And he's doing all these chores that he's not used to around the house. And then we find out that mom owes money. And if she doesn't pay the money back, then she's gonna have to sell the ranch in four weeks. So they have four weeks to like find a bunch of money. And that that's kind of basically it. She, you know, there's, I don't want to spoil like the end there, but she needs money to, to keep the ranch because right now the ranch isn't making enough money itself. And they borrowed against it to pay the dad's medical bills before he died. Yes. So as they're having this heart to heart about how we, you know, mom has to, to find money, um, she ends up telling Michael about what happened. And so we kind of found out that dad was sick. We don't really find out with what, but that all of the money from the ranch, as Val just said, went to paying off his medical bills, which is why they don't have enough money to keep the ranch alive. And how we kind of like look out the window, which is what the, where we get that squirrel line of John, the dad, and Tommy really wanted to build this tree house together. So we kind of learn about this fun project that they had been working on together that's kind of sitting unfinished and, you know, the yard. And then we see Michael ride a horse for the first time, which is very funny because Tommy says, okay, you have to do this. And he was like, no, I got it. 
all asshole snooty and then ends up, you know, not riding the horse properly. So one of the nights as a group, they went to go spend the night and kind of camp and watch the cattle on the hill. Um, and every few hours they have to switch who's watching for wolves. So Michael is the one who's watching for wolves at this point, And he decides to call Gina and then they lose connection. His phone rings. And then there's a stampede, um, because his phone rings, all the cattle freaked out and he kind of loses all the cattle. Um, and everyone's mad at him. And so he's kind of in the pits, some might say, uh, at this point. So they already didn't really like him. He wasn't really pulling his weight around the ranch. And then now he does this. Michael yells at Tommy, payback is over cousin. Like you can, you can stop treating me like shit now. I get it. Like, I know that I didn't treat you well when, when you were in Beverly Hills. Um, but like payback's over and he, and then Tommy responds with, there's nothing about you. I liked or respect. And I cannot imagine anyone ever saying that to my face because that's Mm -hmm. horrifying especially an 11 year old (laughs) right (laughs) yeah it was it was sort of in response so basically like tommy kept sort of tricking michael by omission into doing chores harder than they needed to but it really was like tommy would start to tell him and then michael would be like i got it i got it i got it kind of like what Anna said before about the horse and he'd be like all right suit yourself and so this happened again with loading a truck with lumber because the cows had broken the fence and he had to fix the fence. And so he ended up filling a truck that doesn't move with lumber and he freaked out and like rode after Tommy. And was that's when he screamed that at him. And that's when Tommy responded with what he responded. It was a really heated moment. That's where the drama comes in. Yeah. And it was really well acted by both of them, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, So at this point, Michael doesn't know that they're going to lose the ranch. That's kind of like that. It's like a side plot. So then this is the point where Twister ends up telling Michael all of the information about how they're going to lose the ranch and how all the money went to dad. So we know that as the audience, but Michael doesn't yet. So this is where he learns that. So once he learns that he starts trying. So he trained a horse. He took all of that lumber that he loaded into the truck, built the fence himself. And then he basically apologizes for being a dumbass. And then they have a really nice chat. And what is Val? I wrote down, have a nice chat in John and Tommy's spot. Do you know what that means? Yeah. So there's this bench that uh, John under and the Tommy tree built. Yeah. Under a tree that overlooks all these wild horses that run around on their property. Mm-hmm. So then they find out that his dad got sick. Then the doctor bills are the reason for it. He's upset. They're going to sell everything. So Michael then calls his dad to say, Hey, they're going to lose the ranch. And dad already knew. Um, he already knew because, so he already knew because he's also tried to offer it to his sister-in-law to say, Hey, I will give you money to save the ranch, like whatever you need. And her pride won't let her accept that money. And so Michael also talks with Twister about how they won't take the money. And so then, you know, he's kind of grappling with this, like, what do we do? Like, she won't accept anything, any help. And so then he sees Tommy finishing up the treehouse, and then Tommy runs and goes somewhere else. And so he starts to work on it himself, which we all know, probably not a good idea because it was, you know, dad and Tommy's thing. And so Tommy comes back and sees Michael working on it. And absolutely just just starts to destroy it. He he screams at Michael, runs up to the treehouse, starts knocking things down. And it was basically finished. Like Michael had done it out of goodwill, 
with good intention, just didn't think about it as a whole. So Tommy destroys it. It was for him and his dad. And it was just like this really emotional time for the whole movie. And so they're kind of not talking and Michael's working on the ranch. I think he's about to leave soon. Um, like it's his last few days. He's talking to Gina. I'll see you soon. Um, then Tommy runs up and the horse that his dad named after him, Tommy boy, literally just says like, he's gonna die. So then he uh, grabs Michael. They go rescue Tommy boy, which is this horse stuck in the mud. Very uh, never ending story, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes without like actual death. Um, but it was, it was like the horse is stuck in the mud. They had to lasso him around Michael and Tommy working together. And this was like kind of what brought them together again was saving, saving that horse. Tommy, you know, Michael sees Tommy be good with the horse and lassos him out of the mud. And that was kind of the, the makeup of them, but it's time for Michael to go home. So they made up right as he's about to leave. So Michael packs, still goes home. He finally apologizes about not taking him to Disneyland. I would appreciate an apology too, because I really want to go to Disneyland. And he, so he gets home back to LA, goes to the racetrack again with Gina's dad, famous dad. He actually bought a race horse and the, the horse won. And then of course something happened, a bell ring or a flash or something. And the horse starts to freak out. And Michael goes up to the horse and like knows how to calm it down. And I think that was like life flash before his eyes of this isn't where I'm supposed to be. So <laughs> I wrote down racehorse freaks a leak. <laughs> freak a leak. <laughs> Um, so then Michael sells his car and he does all of these things for money and he sells his assets in a trust fund i think basically or he was trying to take his trust fund money um cashes out his trust yeah so that he could have money to give to the ranch because they are literally on the brink of selling it it's like four days away so he goes back to montana with a check and says take it and she will not take it i don't agree with her decision um but so she believes it's more than just pride he thinks it's pride but it's she and she says it in this moment too she does not believe that it is a good investment. Like she doesn't believe the reason why she won't take it even as a loan is because she doesn't think she'll ever be able to pay it back. Yeah. Because they just can't sustain the loan. I still don't agree with it. (laughs) (laughs) If you, if, if someone you cared about deeply offered you like 50 grand and you knew you'd never be able to pay them back, would you take it? If they, if they said this is not a loan, Right, but like, he was do, like, you don't have to feel long. obligated to pay me back. I say, great, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay. Fair <laughs> <Yes>. enough. <laughs> if they said, I'll give you the money, but you will have to eventually pay me back, mm-hmm. maybe not. Okay. But if it was like, I am giving this to you, no, no, nothing. Like you literally owe me nothing. I would feel a little bit obligated to them. I'd probably buy them a lot of gifts. or take them to Disneyland. But I don't think that I would, if it was like no bars holdbacks, I don't know. No strings. Yeah. Like no strings attached. I would take it for sure. Okay. Fair. Anyway, she doesn't take it. (laughs) She doesn't take it. So it doesn't matter what I think. Um, (laughs) She doesn't want to take it. So 
he was talking to his dad on the phone, I think. Is that where he was talking about school? And then he realizes it. Yeah. So he was talking to his dad on the phone about how she won't take it, of course. And then they started talking about school and how he got a D in a class. And so he calls his dad and says, hey, can you look up? No, he wasn't talking to his dad. He then called his dad. Who was he having this conversation? Who was he talking to? Talks about school and talks about a class. He got a D in and how it relates to the lease of the ranch. I think, was he talking to her? And she was like, you're a good kid. You're so smart. That's the one that, man. I did so good up until this moment. I know. I actually can't remember either who he was talking to. I think okay. it might've been like twister or something. Like, I think he was just like having a random conversation and it just like light bulbed uh, yeah. into his head. Okay, cool. So Michael was having a conversation about school and it somehow came up um, in the very beginning where he was in class with Gina and he got a D on his paper. Um, kind of some, we had mentioned this pre-Spoiler City. And the, the class that he got a D in was about real estate. It was about land trust. It was about all of these things. Um, and so he went to the bank and said, um, can we get a land trust like application or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Um, <laughs> so basically he applied for a land trust, which means that it can be protected by the government and that you don't make money off of it, but you then don't owe any money on it because you, you know, you don't have to pay for it, but you can stay on the land to run it and own it or not own it, but like half on it, whatever. And so he, um, got a 30 day extension, got the land trust, um, because of the protection of wild horse and habitats and the debt would be covered and they get to stay on and managed. And then he ended up after that, he wants to stay on the ranch. So now he has had a complete 180, um, wants to stay. And then at the very end, we see Michael and Tommy working on the treehouse together and rebuilding it. And it is a beautiful movie, lots of drama, lots of coming of age. And that, my friends, is Spoiler City. That was beautiful. I'm so proud. I need to take notes like that every time. Yeah. Was it because I was sitting there? Did you feel pressure? No, because you made fun of me the last time. <laughs> I, okay, okay. Let's be clear on what happened. You bragged about how good your notes were. And then you proceeded to exemplify how bad your notes were. You literally said something like, so eat that, all y'all. I was like, what happened? Who did that? Where were they? <laughs> That's the only reason why I chose to poke, so to poke some fun because uh, you it was funny. asked for it. It was funny. But I killed it today. So you take did. that, kids. There we go. There we go. Now you earned it. You can say it all you want. Okay. <laughs> um, overall, a sweet, sweet movie. I mean, yeah. like, I, I think it, it 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 was a peak, like, decom drama. Yeah. And it, what's interesting about that is, like, it was it had a lot of, like, adult themes in it. Like yeah. Even like Tommy, who's 11 years old, operates very much like a grown up. You know, he's yeah. very adult. He's always worried about like work getting done on the, the ranch and all the money stuff. And he's like more aware of what's going on most of the movie than Michael is. Yeah. But like, you know, a lot of these things like money and, you know, death and uh, even like the ethics of horse racing and like 
this toxic relationship that he's in and like all of these things are very like adult things, which is interesting because like most right. of the DCOMs are very much focused on teenagers. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting and cool. I liked it. Yeah, it was a sweet movie. Yeah. Yeah. And well acted. Very well acted. It had a nice score, which we both enjoyed. Oh, yeah. We both really did love the music. Mm-hmm. Also, nice. something funny that I thought was, uh, I, I feel like sometimes if I watch movies in the comfort of my own home, I'm a talker. Mm-hmm. And you and I really didn't talk at all during the movie. We were doing our homework. Yeah, we really were sitting there <laughs> taking notes. Like, doing, like we really... Only in, in my few like gasps, did we like say something or if I had a question about what did someone say? Yeah. Cause I think that like, at least for me, what I would normally say out loud, I write in my notes. Yeah. And I didn't want to say it all to you then because I didn't want to burn it before we were recording. Right. So yeah. at least that was my. So opinion. we didn't cheat you guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. For those of you who thought we cheated. <laughs> Okay. We didn't cheat at all, truly. We didn't cheat at all. Also, uh, Joey Lawrence, when he was like fully work mode, hata. Yeah. Whew. There were a lot of good looking people in this movie. Yeah. Like even, the only- even Lost Man. Lost Man Twister. Yeah. All He's a good looking dude. Yeah. And the Mule. Mule's got Mule. great hair. Calabar. <laughs> even Steven's dad? Um, even Steven's dad. <laughs> literally... So many hot dogs. <laughs> Arlene killed it. Yep. Oh, by the way, so when I saw that the Even Stevens dad was in this movie, I was like, okay, I have to know who casted this movie. And her name is Tina Treadwell, and she casted this and many, many DCOMs and Even Stevens. Oh my God. Okay. Many other, yeah, and many other <laughs> shows. So that explains why even Steven's dad is all over the place and then eventually ended up in even Stevens. That's so funny. Thanks, Tina Treadwell. We love you, Tina. Uh, (laughs) I think that was all my extra thoughts. So do we want to play some bingo? Oh yeah, let's horse bingo it up. There was a farmer had a horse and bingo was his name. Oh, H-O-R-S-E-H-O-R-S-E. I know how to spell horse now, okay? <laughs> I never said you didn't. Well, you were thinking it. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> Whenever right, there's a look on my face, I'm always just wondering where you're going. <laughs> but I'm always happy to find out. <laughs> Great. Um, all right, let's get started with our top left box. We have one hit wonder song. I did not hear anything. No, me neither. Okay, breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. Nope. Nope. Uh, Holiday themed. No. No, not this time. Uh, Clunky metaphor. Uh, I don't know. Things are more rewarding if you work hard, I guess. I don't know if I'd call it a metaphor. The treehouse, maybe? Yeah, I think overall it's just like when you stop being materialistic, you, you get more out of life. Yeah, like doing things quick and easy is not the way to do it because that's that doesn't actually. Solve and you won't enjoy problem. life that way either, really. Yeah. OK, OK, I got it. I got it. So <gasps> Michael's always trying to solve everything fast, right? He's always trying to, like, spend his way out of his problems and, like, just fix it. Right. 
and it never works or it backfires on him. And the same, he does the exact same thing with the tree house. Right. And yeah, Tommy is pissed. But then when he waits and lets Tommy come to him and ask him to work on it with him, then they have yes. this wonderful moment together. So yeah. the tree house is the metaphor. I'll take it. Done. Mark. Great. Parents who just don't get it. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue that his parents, his parents. Like Michael's parents, I have no idea what's going on for yeah. at least the first half of the movie. So I say we might sure. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool non-parent adult. Several. Yeah. Twista. Yeah. Mule. Twister, mule. And I would Arlene. even count. Yeah, I would count Arlene for sure. I would also even count Aunt Jules because she's mm-hmm. not uh, Michael's mom. That's true. They have a cool relationship. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone too famous for a TV movie. I mean, the Lawrence brothers were famous, but they were like <laughs> channel famous. They weren't like famous, famous. I marked it only because of Joey Lawrence, but I'm happy to. No, we can leave it. I don't really remember how famous he was. Let's leave it. Cool. Competition to resolve the central problem. No. Nope. A montage sequence. Yeah. Several. Yep. Many montages. Many. Cliche villains. Capitalism. (laughs) Well, I marked it because it's like family member. Like you have that one family member where you're just like, and that, and that, you know, and that for, for him or for Tommy was Michael. Yeah. Although Tommy looked up to Michael until he became the villain. Yeah. Until he got Hans. Until he got Hans. (laughs) For our frozen fans. That's what that is in reference Mm to clothes, clothes or items that you owned. Didn't see any, but I did grow up with a pool and they had a pool in their backyard. Does that count Val? Sure. (laughs) It wasn't a fancy (laughs) in ground pool like that, but it was a pool. Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. I, man, this one could go either way. Because I've I, last week I was off. I thought like. You were off by a lot last was, week. Yeah, it was way higher than I thought. I feel like this one I rate higher, but I don't know if it's going to be lower. I'm going to say 65. Oh, so close. We get the bingo square, but you were one off. It's 59. Oh, 59 is what we were looking for, which I still think is a fair score for a decom. Yeah, it's a good score. Excellent. Happily ever after. Oh, yeah. I'd say so. They get to keep the ranch. (laughs) Almost kissing. No, no, I saw it because I marked it. It was yes, it was in the beginning and it was before he had to pick up Tommy from the airport and they were about to kiss. And then he goes, oh, shoot, what time is it? I have to go pick him up. You think you're right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yes. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who became famous. I don't think it counts. No, I think we leave it. If we did the other one for them, then it's not became. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, betraying of one's real friends or values. Absolutely. And I would say in this case, it's not real friends, but it's family, which is. Yeah, that's true. Worse. Even worse. You family betrayers. Your childhood crush. Absolutely. Oh. Man, Joey Lawrence. 
Well, okay. It was 99. I was six when this movie came out. Even, even Andy Lawrence. I was like, are you kidding me? That's not cute. <laughs> I don't remember if I had a crush on Andy Lawrence here. I think I liked him more in um, The Other Me, which is the other one that he's in. Because he's a little older. So he's like a little cuter, in my opinion. But yeah, Joey Lawrence... Joy Lawrence, especially once he's out of those stupid suits with the only the top button buttoned, which like who does that? I feel like that was right. a choice he made to like look like even more of a tool <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> but once he, yep. once he's out of that, he looks great. Oh, for sure. Obviously bad special effects or stunts. OK, so there's not a lot of special effects or any special effects in this movie. However, there's a lot of stunts because there's a lot of horseback riding and some other stuff where people fall and as a result there are several stunt doubles and there are many moments where it is very very obvious that they are not the actors we paused and rewatched like five times (laughs) one of them where we were like he does not put his face in the manure and then we were like yeah because he did it it was a different man (laughs) or like two people on a horse together and the person in the back is definitely definitely not not joey lawyer so funny. Uh, yeah. All right. We have Eric Von Denton, Kirsten Storms, Ryan Merriman, Kimberly J. Brown, or any Lawrence brother. And guess what? We got all three. We got all three. <laughs> Triple threat. Triple threat. Musical number. No siree. But I wish there was every time. <laughs> uh, magic. Nope. No. No magic. Not even science magic this time. Not even science magic. Just nature it's magic. all natural. Uh, someone says the title of the movie. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. It. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Scooby Dude. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah. Because he figures it out. He figures it out. And even though he's 20, whatever, we're going to count it. He's a kid. Yeah. He's a kid. In, this, in the context of this movie, he's still a kid. I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. The heroes create the problem. Yes. Yes. Um, last but not least, lead is a fish out of water. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they get Very a little much. bit of like both ways, too, because when Tommy visits Michael, he's kind of a fish out of water. And then yeah. it goes back and he gets to get back to Michael. Super cute. It's super so cute. cute. Did you notice in the beginning when they're in the car and that little like teenage girl rollerblades across the street in front of the car yeah. and he like gives her a little look? Oh my so god, cute. that was so cute. He was such a cute freaking cutie in this movie. He was so cute. Yeah. All right, Val. Whoa, looking at our board. Guess what? We lassoed one bingo. No way. Yeah. We got our Wait, fourth where? fourth line down, which would be the G line. We have clunky metaphor, montage sequence, almost kissing, any Lawrence <gasps> brother, and the heroes heroes create the problem. Wow. We did I it. I didn't think we were going to get it. And we I didn't did. think so either. Um, you had me worried about that, that clunky metaphor there. And then we figured <laughs> it out. And so then we got it. <laughs> we did manage. We managed to get Tommy Boy out of the mud. Oh, yeah. Is it game time? Val, welcome to the game of Horse Sense. So this game for our Horse Sense episode is called Horse Sense. What we're going to do is we're going to YouTube a horse race 
and we're going to guess which horse wins. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to do the exact thing that they hate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's on YouTube, so it's okay. Okay. All right, Val, we've got horses one through 12. We don't know who's going to win, but you and I are going to go back and forth choosing our numbered horses on who we think will win this horse race. Uh, Are your horse, horsey spider, your horsey senses are tingling? They better be. I'll let you choose first, Val. We got horses one through 12. What's your first one? Okay. My soccer number was nine. So I'm going to go with nine. All right. Val goes nine. I'm going to go four. All right. Pick another. I once played soccer in number two. So I'll go two. Okay. I played softball in number one. So pick one. And one more, Val. Okay. My dad loves the number 11. So I'm going to go with 11. And I'm going to choose seven because I like that number. All right. So, um, Val, if nine, two or 11 win, you win. And if four, one and seven win, I win. Okay. All right. Let's, let's watch the race and they're off and they're running and they're running and they're running and they're running around the track and they're running around the track and they're running around the track and there's the horse, 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 the my horse senses were tingling. Well, congratulations, Al, on your win. Thank you so That's much, really Val. Great. Congrats on um, your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> this was a delight. Oh. What? I don't think this will affect anything, but I was reading over my notes as we were about to be done, and I did have someone who became famous. Who? <gasps> it would give us a second bingo. Okay. Well, who is it? Someone who became famous at 52 minutes as he was loading the poles into the car that was dead. That car became Mater from Cars. Pixar. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the Pixar lamb bullshit. (laughs) Yes. It is Mater. That is Mater. That later became famous Mater. That no, Mater. Green. No, he was uh, he was originally green, and then he turns rusty. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna became famous. Two bingos. Wow, we did it, guys. Thank you. Best best Pixar movie. Second to best. First is Ratatouille. Shout out to Nia. <laughs> okay. Um, great. That's all my notes. Okay. This was great, Al. Thanks, Val. I know you're having internet issues, but... Man, um, I have a lot of issues today, and one of them being the internet. And it 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 knocked me off its horse butt. That's that's putting it nicely. Yeah, we got thrown. But that's okay. We got back on. We're okay. I enjoyed doing this with you. I enjoyed watching the movie with you. Oh my gosh, so great seeing you in human form, Val. Yes. Eating pizza with you. <gasps> Making TikToks with you. I just enjoy you. I enjoy you. I'm glad we're friends. Me too. And you're stuck with me forever. Hee <laughs> ha ha. Sorry. <laughs> it's contractually binding. Sorry about it. Well, thanks for joining friends. Be sure to tell a friend because if you don't tell friends, then we don't make more friends. And that's what we want in this D, D- commentaries world is to make more friends. Um, so tell your friends, buy our merch. Just recently bought some shirts and stickers, buy our merch. Um, We have our uh, 
I got bingo at Decommentaries Bat Mitzvah. We have Spoiler City. We have Spoiler City hats. And we have our Science is the Real Magic uh, shirts as well. So be mm-hmm. sure to support us there. Um, let us know if you want to see any other special kind of merch. Um, yeah. We can make whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you want. We'll make it for you. Um, and yeah, I think uh, that's all for today, Val. I think it is too. All right. Well, I love you. This was great. Thanks, folks. Love you. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.